0: You are listening to the All Focus and Grit Breakaway Roping Podcast, where we provide you a roadmap to success, both inside and outside the arena. Here are your hosts, Breakaway Ropers, Dreamers, and Goal Setters, Jennifer Casey, Cody Fuller, and Dusty Crenshaw. Welcome back to
1: the All Focus and Grit Podcast. I'm Jennifer Casey. I'm Dusty Crenshaw. And I'm Cody Fuller.
2: Today we have with us Cassie Woods. She is a team roper, a mother of two beautiful girls, and is rocking, rocking the market and making a name for herself, teaching people about gut health and mental wellness. Cassie is a wonderful soul and a fantastic leader. Thank you, Cassie, for being on our show with us. To start us off, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm blushing hearing all of that. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh. I, I love following you on social media and listening to your Zooms. You're You're just... You're just the light in the day. It's fun to listen to.
3: Thank you. I really appreciate that. So um, I live just outside of Eugene, Oregon. Um, I grew up in the team roping world. My grandpa was a roping producer for 40 plus years. Um, so pretty much, you know, every weekend growing up, I was either at a roping or we were putting on a roping um, and just really fell in love, you know, was a horse girl from the start. I fell in love with all aspects of um, roping, competing, traveling, um, the whole bit of it. Um, Now in my life, now that I'm an adult, right? (laughs) Things change a little bit. Um, Now that I'm an adult, um, like he said, I've got two girls, I run an online business. Um, We, you know, rope, in the summer as much as we can. And kind of just, I guess in the last few years, I've really just been focused on, um, making young horses. I've talked to Jennifer about this quite a bit of like the, the, just the long haul that that is of making colts and all of those kinds of things. Um, and yeah, so I guess that's a little bit about me and my background and my connection to all of this. Cool. So,
2: um, you said earlier before this that you breakaway up a little bit in high school and yep. okay tell us about the horse that you used you that was it the horse that you used for team roping and barrel racing and all that or just
3: yeah okay so you know how they say that you get one great horse in a lifetime that's kind of always what has been told and I had my great horse um well actually I've, I've been really lucky to have a few of them but probably the the greatest one that I've had Um, I got when I was 15, and so you could head and breakaway on him, and um, I was not much of a barrel racer. I'll say that. I I barrel raced until I was probably about 13, and then I really just fell in love with roping. That was just the thing for me, Um, and yeah, so I got that horse when I was 14 and had him until I was in my early 20s. I think I had him until I was 23, Um, and he was amazing. He was just the most Uh, cool horse. He was really, he had a reputation for being kind of an outlaw. So he came from, I think Sam Willis had started him and he'd like, Bucked off every person. You know, it was like when people would be like, Is that Ozzy? I'm like, Yeah, that's Ozzy. they're like, I can't believe your parents let you ride that horse. <laughs> and you know what I mean? That I just, he was my horse and um, just kind of had that bond and that connection with him. And he was super, super fun to head on, super fun to breakaway rope on. You could do all the things. So I've had a couple of other really, really good um, head horses, and I had a really, really, really nice breakaway horse. Um, that I sold when I got pregnant with my first daughter. So that kind of ended my breakaway career.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny when you talk about those outlaw horses that just, I had um, one of those, they just last forever. They do. And they are just are strong-willed and you take them there and you point them in the direction and they'll go. It's. it's Yeah. Yeah. All right, Cassie. So um, right now the timing of, or the recording of this video, we're in people call kind of strange times. Um, mm-hmm. uh, right now we are quarantined, I guess, per se at home. <laughs> and we were talking before the, the recording of this. Um, Cassie, you are in uh, leading uh, in a, as a leader in um, gut health and wellness and mental wellness, which I think is really I mean, it's always important, always, 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 but it's really now kind of on the forefront of, um, our minds, like, cause we're mm-hmm. sitting at home and you know, I I'm, I'm a school teacher and I have conversations with kids and I'm like, how are you doing at home? They're like, we're bored. We hate this. This sucks. And, yeah. and I can just feel, and it, and it, it breaks my heart. Cause I mean, it's, what do you, what do you do about this?
3: How does that, like the gut and the brain and all this, um work. Yeah. Okay. So I call myself a, a self-taught health nut and I really have gotten to the point that I am now just over, um, learning these things for myself. Because again, I grew up in the roping community. Like, I don't know that there's a lot of like health nuts. I don't know. You know what I mean? Most of us grew up, like we drank Kool-Aid, we, Macaroni and cheese, or like you know, Cooksland hamburgers, like a rodeo burger. Drink pop, like all of those kinds of things. That's really how I grew up eating. Um, I wasn't, I didn't play sports, so I was never really super into fitness. It was, I was very, very active. I rode, all of those things, but I really never had a great understanding of how to take care of my body. And really, I did not have an understanding of how to take care of my mindset, um, my mental health, different things like that. And um, in my mid-twenties, I had a very stressful, I would say probably, you know, year long um, period of time and was experiencing a lot of um, anxiety and depression and kind of just some erratic you know, thoughts and behavior. And I went and sought help. And I think that that's, you know, something that's important to talk about, especially like with what's going on in the world right now, if your emotions are on high drive and you're feeling anxious or you're feeling stressed out, there's nothing wrong with you. It's totally normal. And it is a really great idea to talk about it and destigmatize it and seek help if you need it. So at that time, um, I went and got help and figured out what was going on. Um, and it kind of opened my eyes to understanding the world of mental health, I guess, you know, and really understanding like what, um, that that that's a part of your health that you need to take care of. And the direction that I chose to go, um, after kind of getting that, you know, I I ended up with a diagnosis of a mood disorder at that time, um, and the direction that I chose to go with that was really to kind of start to understand how my body worked. So I started learning more about nutrition. As soon as I started paying attention to what was going into my body, I immediately felt better with my, um, you know, my anxiety and my mood and my mindset. Um, the more that I learned about exercise and how if I'm I was feeling anxious or I was feeling tense and tight, and I went and did a workout it immediately changed the way that I felt. I didn't understand that, you know, up until that point in my life. Um, then I started understanding more about gut health and supplements and just kind of all of these different approaches to really taking care of your body from the inside out, not just from a, you know, what gene size are you wearing type of a stance, right? But from a, a really like a, a mental wellness and high performance stance. And in that journey... Everything, literally everything for the past 10 to 12 years has always pointed back to the gut in one shape, um, way or form or another. And so I'm a very, very curious person. I want to know why things are the way they are and in that way in everything. Um, and so you know, I just educated myself and uh, you know, found new new solutions, new answers, and you know, things that worked for me and started sharing that with other people. So for me. Even as soon as I would say three to four years ago, I didn't understand how much our gut really did impact all of these different areas. You know, I think we all know that uh, it, it affects our digestion, obviously, like that's something that most people can put their minds around of like, yes, gut health and digestion go together. Um, And I think that there is somewhat of an understanding that our immune system is tied to our gut, right? Because you kind of always hear that all the time that 70% of your immune system is in your gut. But it is truly so much more than that. The, the cravings that you have, your metabolism, um, your mindset, even like your uh, having anxious thoughts or feeling more down and depressed, having trouble with sleeping, all of these different things, all of that is directly tied to your gut health and what's going on and kind of what things you're doing to either support or deteriorate your gut health.
1: And I think you can relate that back to competitors in right. the fact, you know, as a competitor and I would often say to people, well, what did you, what do you eat impacts how you, your mindset, whether your focus or your attention or how nervous you can get or controlling your nerves. And that is such a foreign concept, but they're so, so tied together. Yep. Um, it's, it's huge.
3: Yep. Yep. I, I, and I think all of you that are on here, you know, you're all very mentally strong women. I think you guys would all agree with that, right? <laughs> and I, I think a lot of times, um, especially if you're a, a mentally strong person, but you do have maybe those um, underlying things, or like those those emotions, or feelings, or thoughts, or inadequacies, or different things that you have underneath the surface, you think that's just how you're supposed to feel. And I thought that for literally you know, 28, 29 years of my life, that's what I thought. Um, And once I really started to understand how to actually take care of my body for health, but really for high performance, for competition, for really being able to operate at my best, Once I started to really understand that, I realized, no, you're not supposed to feel that way. There's some kind of an imbalance happening. And that's why you have racing thoughts. That's why it's really, really hard to sleep when you travel. That's why, you know, um, you're so hard on yourself or you have like ruminating thoughts or different things like that. Um, Once I started to really like experience it for myself by taking better care of my gut health, then I understood what you're actually supposed to feel like and how much easier it is to be a competitor. And to show up at your best when your body is cooperating with you know the um just mental resolve that you have if that makes sense
2: oh it makes total sense i
3: know you know growing up and i don't know where this was embedded into
2: me but it was like mind over matter like you would just like if i was feeling bombed out or whatever i would just i would never like be like oh why am i feeling like this i was like this is unacceptable like get it together and let's go And I, I was always raised that, or I don't know if I was raised that way, or if it was just something like ingrained in me. And it is funny. And now, um, I I met Cassie, um, when I was having some gut issues and I had been to so many doctors for a couple of years, like, and, and they were just like, we don't know what's wrong with you. And I'd go into these doctors and they would make me feel like I was an alien or I was... Mm -hmm. I was like my, what my symptoms were, were not making sense. And I'm like, there was times like I would, my stomach would be so knotted up and hurting so bad. Like I would like lay flat out on the couch and wouldn't be able to do anything. Um, let alone, I, um, uh, remember one day, uh, I was on my horse and I had to get off cause my stomach was hurting so bad. And I never, I guess I never realized, um, I mean, I've always been like, need to make sure I'm eating healthy and make sure I'm doing that. But I, I the gut health was so important, and now that I've, um, like you said, just really been focusing on um, taking care of myself better, I, hands down, and and supplementing, um, mm-hmm. it's just been a game changer for me. Um, so. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, if you start really paying attention to what is happening instead of just shutting it down, you
3: um, mm-hmm. do
2: notice that a lot of things are happening.
3: Yeah. I mean, everything that we experience and feel is, you know, it, you don't want to mask it. You don't want to take a painkiller to mask the signal that your body is sending you. You know, if you're feeling it, your body is trying to communicate with you and let it know that something you know, is going on something is out of whack. So, you know, learning to tune in and not because I, I think it's in, ingrained in our culture, right? In this kind of like Western lifestyle culture, you 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 don't give in to that. You know, you show up and you do the things and the, the work is hard and the days are long and you put in the effort, right? And that's just ingrained in our culture and that's not a bad thing. But also just understanding that, like, we also need to tune in and learn to listen to our bodies, so that we can give it what it needs, so that we can show up as our best selves for the people that need us, for the for the things that we're passionate about, for the things that we want to do. And I'm when you connect those dots and you start, you know, implementing those different things, which I think we'll talk about um, a few of those here in a bit. But once you start doing that, then you really start to un- how, understand how you're supposed to feel. And how much more capable you actually are because you're not fighting with your body, you know, and it manifests differently. So for you, it manifests with stomach pain and bloating. And for someone else, it might look like, um, you know, severe inflammation or tons of body aches and pains and, you know, this itis and that itis, or someone else might get really horrible headaches or another person might have a really hard time sleeping and they all stress right and imbalances in our gut in our gut brain axis it manifests different for everybody but the root cause a lot of times is the same because you yes you have to feel the feels
1: right yeah. like you said if if they're there for a reason in our body. Something is trying to tell us something. And if we don't listen, and it's so much easier, I found if you just listen then, yep. to whatever, and, <laughs> and to that feeling, which sometimes, you know, it's hard to feel the feelings, right? Because yes. <laughs> yeah. if not, our brain and our body will get, they're like, well, she didn't listen to me this way, but like kind of ups Annie, right? And until so you really, you know, you hurt so bad, you can't do that, right? So. Yes. Um, being a better listener of our own bodies, I think, is just <laughs> – because our bodies are trying to tell us what yep. we are not doing. And I think that people um, – it's a hard concept for people to realize that um, it is normal. Like the anxiety piece of it, right, is just – and the depression. And the, it's it, no, not normal, but a lot of people have those. And they yeah. need to listen to their body and seek help before it gets to be so bad that they – can't I mean it's
3: so hard to get back on the right path yeah well for with that for and it doesn't mean that you are wired that way and you're always going to be that way that that no seldom is the case every once in a while that you know is the case for people with mental health issues but more often than not it is there is a biochemical explanation for something that's going on or, you know, maybe a relationship that you need to deal with or, you know, something that you need to process through or, or, uh, you need to be exercising in a different way or how you're feeding yourself. But there's a biochemical explanation for it and it doesn't, you don't need to be, I mean, I think that just in general, mental health can be so stigmatized and we're so afraid to label ourselves. Um, and that keeps us from really getting the help that we need. And that doesn't always come in the form of a pill, right? That sometimes it comes in the form of different food or moving your body in a different way or just rebalancing and healing your gut. And you're not supposed to feel that way. So I think a lot of times with the mental health stuff, it's like, let's just talk about it. And it's not, it's not weird. It doesn't have, it's not going to be your normal for the rest of your life. It's no big deal, you know?
1: You can move past
3: it. There's past things you it, yeah. can do
1: and take the steps. Yep. Um, yes. And then getting to the, yeah, getting in the right community and the right support group, yep. I think is huge. Yep. Because like you said, if you go to most doctors, they'll try to give you a pill and yeah, that's not going to solve <laughs> your problem.
3: <laughs> it, it may, it may work for a short period of time, possibly maybe, but you know, maybe not. And there's other, other things that you can do beforehand um, that, you know, come with, with less, uh, side effects, I guess you could say. So, you know, just looking at it from that angle. And I think just always, you know, just understanding your body's trying to talk to you. So don't ignore it.
2: That's good. So I, we've kind of talked, talked about this, but so my body's talking to me. Mm -hmm. How do I know? What, what am I listening to? Um, like, how do you not mask or and then once you know, like, oh, okay, this is happening. How do you not mask it? And where do you go from there?
3: Yeah. So, um, are you sleeping? Do you get seven to eight hours of sleep every night? If not, that's your body talking to you. Um, do you have stomach issues? That's a very simple one. You know, do you have gut issues? Do you get a stomach ache after eating? I did not know. There's a couple of things that I did not know until my mid twenties, which I'm, you know, slightly embarrassed to say this, but I did not know that you were not supposed to have a stomach ache after eating. I thought that that was just, you ate and you got a stomach ache for until my mid twenties. I had had a stomach ache every time after I ate until my mid twenties. And I didn't even understand that that wasn't normal going to the bathroom every day. I didn't know that that was what you were supposed to do. I thought if you go every couple of days, that's fine. You know, at least you're going, it's not a big deal. That's not normal. You know, you should be going like, you know, as many times as you eat during the day, that's how many times you should be going to the bathroom. Um, And it should be a certain consistency and all of those things. So like the, the, you know, not sexy things to talk about, that's really what we should be looking at. Like, what does your poop look like? It's like with our horses, Right. Can't you tell a lot about what's going on with your horse by looking at their poop?
1: Right. And like I got a new horse this spring and she I always say, Oh yay, your poop looks so good. And she always looks at me and I'm like, oh no, no, we talk a lot about poop here all the time. And I will dissect and look at your poop every time.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: But I also talk to a lot of people about poop anyway, and they're like, I'm like, no, no, no. We
3: need to talk about your poop,
1: you know? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think just as women, it can it can be like, I mean, for some women, I don't know. I think some women have no issue talking about that, some do. I'm on the um more on the side of like it still embarrasses me to talk about it, but it just is a I mean, that is a very simple way to know whether or not um your body is functioning properly is by looking at your digestion. The same thing if you are um experiencing um Overwhelm right a lot of times if we talk about like anxiety or depression those are labels and I would have never Even with having a clinical diagnosis of a mood disorder I would have never said that I was someone with anxiety because I didn't want to be one of those people I would have never labeled what I was feeling as depression because I didn't want to be one of those people and I but And I talk to a lot of people that are the same way. As soon as the word comes out of my mouth, they're like, oh, no, 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 that's not for me. That's not for me. And I understand that, right? So it's like, okay, what are some of the things that that does feel like? Um, Low motivation, inability to focus, brain fog, right? Um, Irregular appetite. If you're always hungry, you can never get enough to eat or you're craving um, starchy carbs or sugar or a lot of like snack type foods, you know, that's not normal to feel that way, right? If you, um, I talk a lot about like cortisol and, um, having the mid afternoon slump where you, your energy just totally crashes mid afternoon. And then you get like that second wind about eight, nine o'clock at night and your brain turns back on and you can't fall asleep. You know, that's a, that's a sign that your body is talking to you, that things are out of balance. You're not supposed to feel that way. Um, getting really frustrated with things, right? Um, Having anger, getting frustrated and getting angry and not being able to necessarily control yourself before you, you know, have an outburst. It's like, I've got kids. And so um, a kid doing something that kids do and me getting frustrated and snapping at them. Right. Without being able to think through, like, I didn't want to talk to her that way. It's not a big deal, you know, but I just am so on edge that I don't always have control of my mouth. Right. Well, that's your body trying to talk to you. Those things are not normal. They're very common, but they're not normal. So literally, I mean, I think you could look through, like, if you aren't as motivated as you want to be, if your brain isn't as clear as you want it to be, if you feel controlled by your cravings or if you can't sleep at night, if you've got a lot of aches and pains and a lot of inflammation, you know, you've got, you're taking IB. Okay. I'm just going to, I don't know if (laughs) your, your listener here does this a lot. We're going to have a chat. If you're taking ibuprofen or, um, you know, something for aches and pains all the time, stop. Don't. It is destroying. no more destroying your gut. Absolutely. And it is what what ends up happening. So I'm just going to go on a little tangent here. But when you take uh, NSAIDs and and different over the counter type pain medications, it's literally destroying the actual bacteria and flora in your gut. And then it's causing um, leaky gut, which is holes in your gut lining which causes more inflammation, which is what you are taking the anti-inflammatory, the, the NSAID, the whatever for in the first place. So it's perpetuating the problem and making it worse. And then another thing that they've found is that um, when you have a compromised gut health and basically like a, a, an imbalance in good bacteria to bad bacteria, which if you're taking ibuprofen or some equivalent regularly, this is you, right? it makes, it messes with your pain modulation. So it will literally make you feel pain more intensely. So it makes you have more inflammation and then feel that inflammation, feel that pain more intensely, which is going to make you want to take more of the thing that's causing the problem in the first place. So if this is you, this is your public service announcement to stop taking that stuff.
1: Try some ice, try some heat, go basic. I mean just just don't do it.
3: <laughs> yes, don't do it. Don't do it. And it it a lot of times once you're off of it for a period of time, you notice that you don't need it as much anyways because now your gut has started to rebalance and you're not experiencing as much of the inflammation in the first place.
0: Yeah, but what do you do when you have terrible cramps?
3: <laughs> Ooh, so um I have a uh I'm all about uh, holistic, right, or natural alternatives um, as much as possible. Now, I still. This is funny. Um, I we have a bottle of ibuprofen that I have days keep like in the loft in our barn, so it's very inaccessible because <laughs> I grew up on ibuprofen, or Aleve. Like I don't, I don't know if any of your guys's families were that way, but it was like literally. Oh, you got a headache here, take this,
0: and so. Oh yeah, I, and then you end up taking like ten of them. You don't even know how many you're supposed to take. Yeah.
3: So I, that was what I always did was I always took those. And so I had to learn how to not rely on them. Um, in, so in situations like that, um, a heating pad going and moving, you know, getting in a workout, which is like, not the thing you want to hear. Right. But like even going for a walk or doing something like that can help. Um, and then I have a, an all natural anti-inflammatory that I use that, um, works, as good or better than ibuprofen. So it's fast acting and long lasting. Um, and so it does help with that. So I have you know different herbal uh, options that I use for things like that. Um, every once in a while, I'll get a migraine that I have to if if I can't reschedule my day and I have to like push through, then I'll take ibuprofen for something, you know every once in a while. So I still have a, a bottle available. <laughs> we just have to go on the hunt to find it. <laughs> Okay.
2: So what is, what is it, the, the natural thing that you take?
3: Yeah. Okay. So, and we can, um, I guess we'll probably link it in the show notes, but it's called relief plus. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'll take that. And then I have a, a mood supplement that can help as well. Um, that I take. So again, just finding natural alternatives, I think that are, are less harmful to your overall gut health, I think is just really important in all areas. So in, this is just my belief in everything, you know, like do no harm. Right. So like try to figure out things that you can do that are, um, you know, shown to be effective, which there's a lot of studies on a lot of natural alternatives. Right. So this isn't like, you know, out there. this is. There's a lot of scientific validation behind a lot of natural herbs and natural remedies and different things like that that can help. So just finding different solutions um, for those that support the integrity and the health of your gut so that you're not doing more damage. That's
2: good. Yeah. Okay. So we've identified that we have some gut issues. Yeah. And we're not, we're not <laughs> ignoring it because we can't sleep. We're, you know, anxiety, yeah, yeah. we're biting our kids' heads off. And, and so yeah. now, okay. So now <laughs> well, we're not like we figured
1: out that we can't survive
2: Oh, you cut out with five on four. Hours yeah.
1: of sleep oh. You know, I have a lot of people I'm like, you know, are you, Oh, I, I, I only need four hours of sleep. And I'm like, mm,
3: no, no, you probably need more than that, but okay. Yeah. yeah that's a big one. Um, I, I, hear a lot of people talk about that, especially women. It really seems like women, we just, we push ourselves so hard, right? And we want to be able to do it all. And we put a lot of demands on ourselves and that's totally fine. And I'm all for it, but I promise you, you're going to be 10 times more effective if you take care of your health and you show up. And as a high performer, you're going to be able to do less and get more done and, and really be able to be the effective person that you want to be. And four hours of sleep, I mean, I, I hear this all the time. There have been so many studies done on on productivity and cognitive ability um, related to sleep. And Jennifer, I don't know if you've um, read this study or seen this, but when you get six hours of sleep versus seven, it cuts, brings your uh, productivity down to 60%, right? So you're 60% as effective with just one hour less of sleep per night. And that happens in as little as three days. So three days of six hours of sleep is going to bring your productivity down to 60% what it would be if you were getting seven hours a night. So, and this is not, I mean, it is a very, 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 very minuscule, like 0.01% of the population that really can be as effective and as productive and just like as mentally sharp with, you know, five, six hours of sleep per night, but pretty much 99% of us are, we need seven to eight hours.
1: Right. Because in that, between those two hours is when you have to have that magical number to basically do a hippocampus dump, right? You have to dump all the stuff so that you can have new stuff and, um, I think that's so, it's a hard concept for people to realize that they are in the 99% and they need that
3: sleep. Yep, yep, yep.
0: (laughs) So what about the people that, um, there's people that say they need nine or 10 hours of sleep every night to be able to function. Is that just everyone being different or is that because they're lacking somewhere else that they need the extra amount of sleep?
3: So that is an, it depends answer. There, there are people that do require more sleep. And so if you are doing all of the other things and you're taking really great care of yourself, um, nutritionally, and you're making sure that you don't have any nutrient deficiencies, you know, and you don't have anything else going on, then yeah, that there are people that require more sleep. And if that's you, you got to listen to your body. Um, but if you are getting eight, nine, 10 hours, of sleep, and you still don't feel rested, um, and you're not eating a healthy, you know, balanced diet. Well, that's probably a big part of it. Um, if you've never taken a multivitamin in your life, that's probably a big part of it. Um, you know, if you're not taking omegas, if you're not doing anything to support your gut health, like there's a lot of different things that can factor into that. So, if that's you, it's not normal. Right. And so it, it you just, you need to reverse engineer a little bit and see, okay, what things can I do to, um, you know, support my body from the inside out and then evaluate, you know, do you really don't, need,
1: don't you think that how you just said it though, you said, if you're getting eight to 10 hours of sleep and you feel rested good, but if you're right. getting eight to 10 hours and you still are like not close, then yeah. that's a yep. red flag.
3: Yep.
2: All right, so um, I guess tell us a little bit about your, your business that you're doing with this gut health. What is it? What do you do? And then um, kind of tie in because we are in this um, interesting times where a lot of people have been, here you go, here's the digital world. And I know you're, you're an expert in this because you, yeah, you've been yeah. doing it for, this is how you're, you're making your living how, how do you use your computer? Like, how do you not spend your time doing your dishes and scrubbing the floor and actually doing <laughs> your work? So there's two parts. Tell us about the business, what it is. And so we have these symptoms and, and, and the, the products that can help us. And then um, now that we're home, what do we do?
3: <laughs> yeah, I love this. Um, so again, I think that these things all tie in together because if we're taking care of our health from a high performance standpoint so whether this is to be a better competitor to do better work with your career to be a better parent you know whatever you know stage of life that you're in right now if you're taking care of your health from a high performance standpoint then you will be more effective and you can you know juggle more things put more things on your plate you know um, just do a better job right in whatever way is meaningful for you so um, for me that is always the foundation of everything. So when, if you are um, in quarantine, I'm calling this Corona right? If you're in coronamania and you've like totally blown through all the quarantine snacks, right. In the first seven days you were like in your PJs blown through all the quarantine snacks, just eating whatever, right. <laughs> and like no semblance of normal. And you notice that you can't concentrate you can't focus. You don't know what day it is. You know, all of those kinds of things, like, let's let's re- rewind a little. <laughs> let's make sure that we're looking at our health from a high-performance standpoint of, like, eating a, a densely nutritious, you know, making sure that you're drinking water and eating vegetables at least. Let's start there. Um, that you're getting in, um, you know, plenty of protein, all of the things that you're supporting your gut health, that you're supplementing where you need to supplement, Um, and that you're moving your body regularly. And then I also believe in like getting dressed every day. Right. I think all of those things like show up or like get dressed for the job that you want to have or whatever. So, um, all of those things I think kind of go hand in hand with anything that you're doing at any time. Um, this new normal that we've kind of been forced into that we don't really know how long this is going to last. Um, so it's a really, really interesting thing. (laughs) Um, I have been in this space, um, building a brand online, you know, coaching online, all of these things for, I guess, probably about five, six years now. And the reason why that I decided to go this route was because I, um, well, I had a, a, a medically fragile child. So Addison, my eight-year-old, um, was a micropreemie, and so she had a compromised immune system. So putting her into daycare, and um, like what we're all doing right now, this whole social is- isolation or social distancing, whatever we're calling it, um, this whole thing of like protecting our fr- our sensitive populations, that's what got me into online marketing. Is just out of necessity to kind of be able to still earn an income. While being a stay-at-home mom, right? Because I, I, I can't do one or the other. Like I, I, I'm the type of person that I need to be doing, um, and accomplishing, and you know, producing. So um, that kind of is what got me, I guess, into the space. And I've over the last five or six years really dove into um, just building a personal brand, understanding about online marketing and digital marketing and all of those kinds of things. So. Um, I'm partnered with a network marketing company and I believe, um, you know, for most people, uh, it's the really great, um, Oh, just like business model, especially for me. That's one of the things I guess that I love about, um, my business and the way that I've built it out over the last several years is that's one of the ways that I'm able to kind of, I guess, juggle everything is that it's not huge demands on my time. I have built a brand, built a business. I have systems in place. I have a team. I have, you know, a lot of help, um, to be able to grow my income and grow my business in the way that I do. So, um, you know, I, I talk to a lot of moms or kind of like just busy women, you know, they're trying to juggle a lot of things and it's like, well, how do you, how do you fit all of this stuff in? How do you manage all of this? And it's like, okay, you got to number one, take care of your health number 1 you've got to treat yourself like a high performer so that you have the energy and the focus and the creativity and all of those things to be able to show up find something that you're passionate about right i'm i'm very passionate <laughs> about you know um health and wellness and mental wellness um specifically and then i'm very passionate about you know connecting digitally like this we were talking um before hopping on here just about um you know the power that we all have to connect through technology, you know, that wasn't available um, even five, 10 years ago, this wasn't available, you know? So, like being able to, um, you know, I guess build a brand or spread your message, that that's probably more of it than anything. Just like this podcast, you guys putting this together and all the different things that you guys have done and um, ways that you have used technology to build community to spread your message, to lean into your specific purpose and what you're passionate about, you know, and kind of um, evolve the world in your own little corner of it. You know, we all have that ability. And I really, I, I think people in the, in the rodeo world, in this, in this kind of space, I was talking about this, I, I really believe competitors are leaders, right? So if you're a competitor, you have something different in you that most people don't have. And I, I believe we're leaders in our own way, shape, or form. So, um, just really kind of like understanding that, owning that and, and stepping into, you know, this new normal and (laughs) technology and like understanding your voice matters. Um, the thing that you're passionate about, you know, there's an opportunity for you to, um, step in and and make a difference or evolve things or or effect change in a way that that you care about and the world needs that right that's how we progress
1: right i think having an i think our impact um is so much more far reaching than we ever realize um because they not only see us in the arena or on whatever social media platform it may be right um, cuz lots of times people will come up and say that and i'm like so you always had to I have always approached it to the fact that that people are listening to what I'm saying because um, it it is very impactful. And I think now is an even more important time to, especially after the first couple weeks, because I kind of was in a little bit of denial that it was going to just be a quick thing, right? And Mm -hmm. it's not going to be a quick thing. So I think now is a good time to reach those ears. And I think more ears are going to be listening or or they're getting their, what is the Mazdian Pyramid, right? They're getting mm-hmm. their base, basal le- needs met. Yeah.
3: Met. Yeah. And now,
1: their ears are starting to open up for new information.
3: Yeah, we're we're starting to collectively get executive function back <laughs> somewhat. you are in panic mode, and and people are starting to be a little bit clear clearer minded. So hopefully, you know, and I really do think, I think for, for all three of you, just the strides that you've made and the leadership that you've, you know, um, demonstrated in this space and kind of being the ones to go first and figure all of this stuff out, right? Like you guys have a podcast. How cool is that? (laughs) Right. And, and thousands of people for, I mean, indefinite amount of time, we'll be able to come on here and listen to this because you decided my voice matters and I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to lean in and, and do the things and, you know, spread the message. Right. And we all have that ability. Right.
2: That's what I love about these podcasts is we get to talk to people like you, Cassie, or, or somebody that just wants some big rodeo or some, you know, big jackpot name and we get to pick people's brains. So, you know, this, this podcasting is really cool because as we're doing this, I get to learn as well. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it's, I mean, when you were talking, I was like, you know, I don't get enough sleep a lot of times and I'm not eating the best. And and I know when I do, I feel better and I show up better. And I think, I mean, just listening to you say that I'm like, you know, for me and then for all the listeners, they're saying, Oh yeah, you're right. You know what? You can't do it all. You, yep. Everybody has the same amount of time, so you got to take care of yourself first. And, and I think that's really, really powerful. And it's yep, something yep. we all need to hear every once in a while. Yep,
0: <laughs> I hear think it. it's important for the rodeo world, too, because I think that a lot of rodeo athletes and people that even um, rodeo for a living, I think for whatever reason in our sport, our health and self-care comes last, mostly probably because we're on the road so much or or especially if you're doing it for a living and and so it's easy to just stop at the mini mart and grab whatever and eat a rodeo burger like we talked about and but but i think what everyone needs to remember is that this is still a sport and we're going to improve our performance if we're doing self self self-care first too
1: yep yep i think it's a untruth you know it's a stigmatism or i don't know the right word but that it is hard to do while mm-hmm. you're, to, while you're traveling. And I don't think that that is true, but I think that's what we all, it's a, what well, I call it a, a, a rules, right? A BS rule, right? One of those things that we just grew up with thinking that yep. it's hard to do that.
3: Yep. Uh, I know Jennifer, you and I have had conversations about this of, of um, you know, <laughs> I'm like the weird person, right? So when I go to a roping, it's like, you still eating all those vegetables? Yep. Yep, still eating vegetables, huh? Interesting, you know. And they just wow. think I'm so an alien, <laughs> and they're like, "Your kids vegetables? Why would you bullshit? give them that?" I'm like, "I, I don't. We live on different planets or something, you know." And so it's like having that confidence, and I, and I, I think you know, I hope, I pray that. um, the The narrative is maybe starting to shift a little bit, and and we're really starting to understand that we need to um, mind these vessels that we've been given. Right? It's a it's a uh, I guess a little bit of like a biblical principle of like we've been given this vessel, and we need to take care of it so that we can um, live out what you know, our makers intention for our life is, and just like having reverence and respect for the body that we're in so that we can show up as the best version of ourselves and have the impact that we are meant to have. Um, and, and it, it does make you stick out like a sore thumb. If you're like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to eat McDonald's. Thank you though. You know, or like you don't drink pop. What, (laughs) like, what is happening here? I'm like, I, it doesn't, does it make you feel good? Do you like it? well, I never really thought about that. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean that <laughs> it's connected, you know? Um, so just kind of like being bold enough to go first, even if no one else around you, cause I, that could be like a very real thing for, you know, some of the listeners on here that your family may think you've lost your mind. Um, you know, your peers may think that you have been abducted by aliens and, you know, something is the matter with you because you're, changing your habits or different things like that. And that's okay. You know, be bold enough to go first because it matters. I will say one of the things that really helped for me, because I, again, I did not grow up in a family that understood how to take care of their body. I still get made fun of from pretty like everyone, right? My family, you know, like my immediate family, um peers, people that I grew up with, all of that, they, they still make fun of me because I'm a health nut. And what really helped me to just have the resolve to make these changes from a foundational level and turn it into an identity of this is who I am. And so I would never do anything different is tying it to my purpose and really understanding that like, if, if you are so passionate about your roping and your you know horsemanship and competing and and that is something that you just feel is what you are put on this planet to do. Understand that how you take care of your body directly impacts that. So tie your own personal health and wellness into your goals, into your purpose, into showing up you know as a better parent, as a better um, teacher, as a better whatever your thing is understand that there's not a single one of us on this planet that our health and wellness and our energy and our, our mood set and our mindset that it, it isn't directly connected to that. So really letting that sink in and me understanding that like, Oh, when I'm not taking care of my body, you know, um, I can't, I'm a horrible mom. I'm I I'm when I'm not taking care of my body, I'm a horrible mom. That is the honest truth. So for me, it's a non-negotiable. If I go to a roping and I either don't sleep all night or like I, if I were to drink the night before or something like that, or was eating junk food or like we stopped and my husband has like a total garbage gut, so he can eat anything and it doesn't bother him. So if I let him dictate where we were going to eat before going, and then I would have a stomach ache, you know, I would feel horrible. I would be low energy. I'd probably have a headache. I wouldn't be able to focus. And I'm not going to win, you know, if that's how I show up and I like to win and I bet you do too. So <laughs>
0: they're connected. <laughs> so you since, and, and, since you've gotten, um, you've turned things around your stomach. Um, a lot of your mental wellness has that improved your roping quite a bit.
3: Oh, exponentially. Um, my, my, okay. So after I had my second daughter, Ellie, so when I was pregnant with her, I had a high-risk pregnancy and ended up having to have um, an emergency cerclage and had IV antibiotics, two full rounds of IV antibiotics, and then was on steroid shots for 19 weeks. Um, and it completely destroyed my gut. And I, I mean, it was a really, really hard um, time on my health. And coming back after that pregnancy, Um, and getting back into roping and riding, I, I had panic attacks and I had never experienced that, um, before, you know, at at any other time before in my life. And it was, I couldn't get into a lope without, um, being completely terrified and having to get off and just crying and being like, what is the matter with me? You know, and, um, if I went to a roping and, you know, if you draw a steer and it just like would come left, even just a little bit, I would panic and pull up and, you know, and this was, this is not me, right? Like I've grown up on horses. I've done this my whole life and, um, would couldn't handle pressure. So like get to the short go and just completely black out, not be able to focus and concentrate. Right. Like again, not my normal self. And once I started, really specifically, um, really with supplementation. That was the biggest thing was once I started understanding how to supplement specifically for, um, my mind, my mindset, my mood set, um, and focus, it completely transformed, um, just the way that I ride the, um, ability to handle pressure. So not getting nervous riding into the box. Um, you know, just being able to focus in the middle of a run. And then I would also say that it really helped with handling the losses, <laughs> like not getting, <laughs> you know, cause like stuff happens and it doesn't always go your way, but really being able to bounce back quickly, um, and move on to the next, you know, the next one. So just in all of those areas, I mean, yes, absolutely. It's directly affected. If you get nervous when you ride in the box, there is a supplement for that. You know, if you find that you have a hard time concentrating, like you're really great at home and in the practice pen, you are like, you know, the most badass, whatever, like, but then you go to compete and you completely lose your mind. There are supplements for that. There's ways that you can help support you know, your, um, just your nervous system to help you show up in that way. Same okay. way as you do with a horse, right? Yep. If he's good yep. at home and you take him
1: somewhere, you're like, Ooh, I have a way, I have an herb for that it's for yep. them. So <laughs> there's an herb for that for you too. So, yep, yep. exactly. A little
3: bit of here for here, a little bit here for here. And <laughs> yeah, I love in. that. I, I remember seeing you, I think it was last summer at Grangeville. Giving my horse herbs. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, we're taking our gut health
2: supplements together. <laughs> Exactly, a little bit for Maddie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and
0: a little bit for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, do, so do you feel like um so you mentioned earlier before um some of the ways that an imbalance manifests, um you say like low motivation and symptoms like that which you know a lot of people have and everyone just deals with it because they think it's normal, but at what point do you know that it's Cause you know, is there a difference between people that are maybe a little bit less motivated in general? Can that just be part of your personality and, and you know, a little bit of anxiety and people that worry a little bit more than other people. Is that, at what point do you figure out that, okay, that's normal and that's part of your personality versus, okay, this is something that's manifesting from problems that you have in your gut. Like, where do you draw that line?
3: So I would say that no matter where your starting point is, we can all improve. So even so, so the really interesting thing again, um, about gut health and, and more so like really looking at mental wellness and, um, really like mental fitness. So elite level athletes, right? Elite level athletes, how they get the edge, that extra one to 2% it's not through more practice, more training, building specific muscles. It's, it's through biohacking their, their brain essentially. Right. So it's, it's through either some type of nutraceutical, you know, legal, obviously like nutraceuticals, um, to biohack their brain or different herbs that can, that can biohack their muscles or different things like that. So like the supplements that I use, that's essentially where the science comes from is elite level athletes. Like the formulator worked with the Olympic team, and he's on the board of many different like pro level athlete um, training facilities, and so that's where the science originates from. So even if you are an elite level athlete and you want that extra one or two percent, you're going to get it through you know either you know specific meditation through maybe making tweaks with your nutrition through um maybe specific types of workouts that affect your body and your brain in a really specific way or nutraceuticals you know supplementation that is going to help you get that um next level so if we think that think about it in those terms of that an elite level athlete can improve their mental wellness, right? Their mental fitness, then someone that's over here on the disease state end of the spectrum, and they really are experiencing depression, anxiety, you know, some type of, um, diagnosed issue. They can take the same science, the same principle, the same idea, apply it. And they're going to improve. If you're just a regular person and you just kind of feel meh, right. You're like, eh, I don't know. I don't really care about much, you know, Um, it's no big deal. Like supplements, proper nutrition, you know, exercise, all of those things. I I, I'm sure you guys all have experienced somebody that like, they start going to the gym and they turn into a different person and they didn't understand that they were ever, ever able to have that level of motivation or that they could think that clearly or different things like that. So I think everybody has the ability to feel better than what they do right now, everybody. So it's just a matter of like, are you happy with where you're at or do you want to feel better? Are you happy with your, you know, the results that you're seeing with your roping and your riding, or your career or whatever? Are you happy with that? Or would you like a little bit more? And I, I mean, I like more, I don't know. What about you guys? (laughs) I'm always like, a little more, a little more. I hit the goal and I'm like, let's go a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love it. So I have a question for you. So we've identified, you know, we've listened and now we're supplementing. Is this going to be like next day? Bam. I feel amazing. I worked out one day and I'm taking all these supplements or is it, is it a process? Like what what do I expect once I've identified it and now I'm doing something about it? When do I feel that next level better?
3: <laughs> yeah. So I am a I am a firm believer in, um, avoiding stimulants. And I think stimulants are typically the type of thing that is going to give you an immediate effect, right? So you're going to take the, the, the pill or the, whatever, the all natural, this Amazonian rainforest thing, whatever, you know, and it's going to within 20 minutes now, boom, you feel completely different not always, but a lot of times that means that there's some type of a stimulant, right? Which has in a natural way done the same thing as drinking a Red Bull or drinking another cup of coffee or whatever. It's masked the underlying issue, um, and given you like that quick burst of energy or masks the pain or whatever. Um, so not in all situations, but, you know, in a lot, I guess you could say of like supplements or if we're talking about supplements, different things like that, there's a lot of stimulants that are out there that are all natural, but it's still not good for you. Um, I'm a firm believer of really looking at things from the root cause and it doesn't, you know, if the problem has been 25 years in the making, it's not going to take 25 minutes to really get to the bottom of it and, and, and see long-term lasting results. So I, I think just any, I'm just not a believer in quick fix anything. You know, I like to work hard at things. I don't know. I like to go like, like I like to do things right. You know, you're supposed to do things right. Um, And so I do think that when we're talking about gut health, it it is a, it's a process. It's going to take a little bit to start to rebalance things um, and shift that environment that's in your gut and really start to um, rebalance, you know, some of the different communication pathways um, between your gut and your brain, you know, and, and rebalance your hormones and rebalance your neurotransmitters and all of those things. So if you are on a protocol, that's really addressing things, things from a root cause level, you should see some benefits relatively quickly within the first, you know, few days, week, two weeks, but the substantial improvements that you're going to see, you know, it's like anything, it's consistency. It's really adopting these principles and these changes um, as a lifestyle, you know, because this is a really interesting thing about the microbiome is that it can, it can regenerate in as little as 72 hours. So that means that the bacteria in your gut can regenerate, can, can totally change in 72 hours. So you can, totally change up your nutrition and, you know, follow a specific like, um, nutrition protocol for three days and you will have, you will feel a difference from that, a considerable difference. Um, but then you can go right back to eating what you were eating. And in three days, you're going to go right back to the same problems that you had in the first place. So, you know, for the more substantial results, it's a lifestyle change. That's good.
2: Well, thank you, Cassie, for being on with us. I, I'm just, I, I'm so excited for what you are doing, um, and just teaching, and all the knowledge you have about how important it is to be healthy, and and how it affects your performance
0: inside yeah. and outside the arena. Yep, it's impressive yes. what we've done, Cassie. It really is.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's, I just, I, it's a passion. I just love it. And I, it's, I didn't understand all of this. You know, it was never, I never was taught any of this. It was never something that was important. And I, I didn't understand my body for years and years. And I thought something was wrong with me, you know, and that I needed to hide something. And I, I just, I thought something was the matter with me and I wasn't normal. And once I started to realize that, no, you know, I'm just more sensitive or whatever. I mean, it's not even that. It's just it's like, because if I look at my mom, you know, and that's kind of who we learn a lot of our habits from and different things like that. And I look at her and just the way that she is a very hard worker and, she, you know, she, she just is someone who's always pushed through and kind of like ignored, you know, her body in a way, like not not really... Addressed of like taking a nap or you know what I mean, like slowing down or different things like that, like she's a hard worker, and she just always has pushed through, and so that's just what you're supposed to do and I'm not built that way, you know, and so I have to i can't I can't just shove everything down, I can't just push through my body does not allow that to happen, so once I started connecting those dots for me and realized, oh i don't have to feel this way, I don't have to do that, you know. And then I'm like, other people probably don't know this either. And they need to know this, you know, they need to understand that you don't have to feel that way. And you know, that there's solutions.
0: um, Go ahead. Oh, what was your, what was your breaking point? Like what, at what point were you like, okay, I gotta, I need to address this um, and finally do something about this. Cause you pushed through for so long. What was finally like, okay, (laughs) now, now, like I need to fix this and I know I can fix it.
3: Yeah. So uh, two separate times, um, and both of them were related to my girls. So when I had Addison, um, I had really started to understand nutrition, um, and started to change my eating habits. And I'd really experienced a lot of um, just results from how I felt mentally, like making different changes in my life, like just feeling so much better um, before I got pregnant with her, and then after I had her, I, you know, I just had really become very passionate about health and wellness and nutrition. So that kind of carried through um, the first two years, and then I just got to a point where I was starting to have. I guess anxiety again. I was picking fights with Dace, you know, and you guys know my he's like the most amazing person in the whole entire world and I'm like if I can't get along with him, there's something the matter with me, you know. And it really was like that I just knew that she deserved me to deserved for me to figure this out and be who I knew I could be, you know. And so I figured it out and started learning more and became really committed. And then, you know, after having Ellie, it was like I had made so much progress before that pregnancy. And I was really afraid to get pregnant because I knew that it was going to be a very, um, there was going to be a lot of medical interventions. And I knew that for me, that was, you know, for, for most people, if you have medical interventions, you're getting antibiotics, you're those kinds of things like it, it disrupts everything and, and can really, um, cause a lot of problems. And so then when I got pregnant with her and it was like worst case scenario with everything, as far as the pregnancy went, you know, it turned out really well. Cause she stayed in me instead of having to have a preemie. But, um, for me, it just took all of that work that I'd done for seven years, basically, and erased all of it. And that was my bottom, you know, it was, I was like, Um, really motivated to change for Addison. But my bottom was after having Ellie and having panic attacks and just had lost. I wasn't even the same version of me. I was couldn't, you know, I'd had insomnia for a year. I had to just take everything off of my plate. I was, you know, I, I I was not the same person. And that was really scary um, to just, feel that way and to think you know what is is dace gonna stay with me you know like I, I these are the th- feelings and thoughts that I had at that time of like if I can't get off the couch you know um and go and do things, and I'm constantly having anxiety and panic attacks, and I can't go out to a restaurant and eat because I get you know um had all these food sensitivities. And every time if I would go somewhere and eat, it would be like, I would get headaches and, you know, be on the couch for three days or whatever. So then I couldn't go and eat. And I, I just was not the same person that he married. And that wasn't fair to him. And it wasn't fair to my girl. So I was like, let's get to the bottom of this and figure it out. And I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad that I did. Um, Because again, like, I I took notes. This is what I always say As I hit that rock bottom. I decided to climb out. I took notes and I will always share my answers for any of the struggles that I go through. So there's at least purpose in <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the crap show of life.
2: <laughs> I love it. And that is so true. That is so true. That That's right. awesome.
1: And I have, I'm hoping that people will be able to listen to this and, um, figure out that, you know, when, because one of the main things that I'm always asked about is the fact of, well, I get so nervous, or how do I control my nerves, or how do I, the mental piece of it, right, and when, hopefully, they can understand, have a better understanding of the fact that we have to change what we put in our body, that's going to make a difference when we ride into that box, you know, um and 100%, that's how you work with that, so hopefully, this will give people some at least a starting point, maybe a cliff to jump off of into, or, uh, um, to understanding how it's all, how it's all connected.
3: Yeah. The, the like simple way to get into action is number one, are you getting enough sleep? And if you're not figure out, And, and if you, if you can't sleep, right. If you're like, I have the time, but I lay there in bed and stare at the ceiling, you know, that your gut is, yeah, that's not right. (laughs) So, so let's get to work fixing that, right? If it's just that you're not making the time for it, make the time for it. Um, you were shaving years off of your brain, you know, and your brain function by doing that. So don't do that. Um, you're aging your skin horribly by not, you know, getting enough sleep. I don't know, whatever (laughs) someone cares about. Um, so making sure that you're getting enough sleep. Um, the next thing, you know, is just like what you're putting into your body, drink, drink water, drink half of your body weight in ounces, make sure that you're eating vegetables, get 35 um, grams of fiber every day, reduce, you know, added sugars in your diet. Like these are all very, very simple things, um, that you can take action on right away before ever needing to, you know, kind of start to dig deeper. Um, if you are someone that, that has like, you're doing these things and you still don't feel your best, like supplement. We supplement for our horses. We supplement for our animals, supplement for yourself and, and get like on a good gut health protocol, you know, understand that there are a lot of scientifically validated supplements, herbs, blends, different things that are out there that can specifically help you sleep better, right? From a whole, from a natural holistic standpoint that can help you with your anxiety, with your nerves, whatever you want to call it, when you're writing in the box that can help you biochemically feel more calm. So you can show up and perform, you know, at a rodeo, hopefully by the time, you know, you're listening to this, th- those are a thing again, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, that can help you perform. So just understanding like there, there are, we, it is 2020. There are a lot of, you know, different options and different answers and different solutions and you don't have to feel that way. So yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, before we go, I have a couple of uh, rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Sorry. All right. Okay. The first one's going to kind of tie into things that you've already talked about, but what in your life are you most grateful for?
3: Mm, I am most grateful for my husband. Good. Yeah. What is your favorite word? (laughs) Oh, that's a tough one. What is my favorite word? Um, I say biochemical a lot. That was like the first thing that popped into my mind. So I'm like, I always like saying that. There's a biochemical explanation. So that's my favorite word right now.
2: I love it. The little scientific nerd in you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Okay, I have two more left.
2: Um, What is the first thing you notice about a person?
3: Mm, their smile
2: Smile. yeah okay and my last one is if you could have lunch with one person alive or dead who would it be
3: oh my gosh um chalene johnson she's like my ultimate mentor i love her
2: perfect well thank you so much for being on the show with us
3: yeah thank you for having me on this is awesome
0: thank you jazzy
3: Thank you everyone for listening to the All Focus and Grit Breakway Roping Podcast. Dream big and rope sharp.